This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right there, right there. Billy up. This is the game. Yeah. It's a uh, cat and mouse. Smoked a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> He is down. He is freaking down. Said he shot an absolute giant. Fall Obsession, baby. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another Fall Obsession podcast. I will be your host today, media production manager, Nick Powell. And today, we're going to get the story from our very own CEO, Sam Thrash, on his first hunt of the season. Yeah, buddy. Uh, But, by the way, guys, I have a special guest today. Our very own oh, yeah. CEO, Sam Thrash. Hey, hey what's up, Sam? <laughs> what's up, Nick? Happy to be here, buddy. Uh, well, you guys know how we start off every single podcast. We got to shout out our friends over Elite. Elite. We could not be happier with our our uh, sponsorship with Elite. Those guys have really taken good care of us. They make some awesome products. Uh, if y'all haven't yet, go check out last week's podcast. Me and yes. Sam got a chance to shoot the brand new Encore and Remedy, the 2021 lineup for Elite that they came out with uh, this year. And, man, they came out with some solid product. Dude, it's freaking awesome. Yeah, guys, like Nick said, and I'm not going to repeat a whole lot, but episode 39 of our podcast, which is last week's episode, um, you guys go back and check that out because Nick and I literally broke down every last detail of these, of the Encore and the Remedy. um, And... As Elite said, it's enhanced shootability is their motto for 2021, and we stand by that, man. Yeah. It's been awesome to shoot those bows and see what they have to offer. Uh, and if you haven't yet, guys, go to your local bow shop uh, and go shoot an Elite. Uh, our good friend Larry McCoy said that all they want to be is in the conversation. So go take the shoot, uh, Elite Shootability Challenge yes. and uh, check them out. Not only that, guys, check out episode 14 of the podcast. Larry McCoy told us that in yep. our podcast. He Himself. came on for episode 14. And while we're on the topic of episodes, I just realized this is episode 40. Already, dude. Freaking crazy. crazy, man. 
and I hope this is episode 40. <laughs> so, so guys, we're, we're kind of stacking our episodes up right now. We're recording yeah. them pretty far in advance at this point. So we're losing track of episode numbers a little bit just yeah, because we're trying less. to, the holidays are coming up or at this point they're already here. So we're trying to record these well ahead of time so that we can have a little bit more free time with our families during the holidays and not have to worry about recording podcasts. So yeah. I guess this is going to be episode 40. It, it will be. Uh, I yeah. believe that we're, we're planning this correctly. So <laughs> ho- hopefully it's accurate, but it's crazy. 40 episodes of I know. our podcast and we're still going strong. It's come 12 weeks until we're at one year. That's pretty cool. That is crazy. Um, and Cinnamon Creek. Yes, we are, right now we are sitting in inside of Cinnamon Creek. In Cinnamon Creek itself. Yeah, the actual place, Cinnamon Creek. Yes. <laughs> the pro shop. The pro shop. Uh, but they also have, uh, Sam, I'll let you say it. You're better at that than I Because <laughs> you know this place better. You worked here. Well, dude, I mentioned that in one podcast. I'm not meaning that to freaking go into every podcast, but, I mean, yeah, I did, but. Anyway, but anyway, you guys go uh, go check out Cinnamon Creek Archery, Cinnamon Creek Ranch. Um, they have an yeah. archery pro shop and an archery range, very, uh, several acres of of archery ranges out here. Yeah, outdoor um, and indoor, outdoor and indoor, 3D and just static targets. So you guys can check it all out. Um, come out here and shoot. Come out here and have the guys fix you up with uh, with a new bow or get your current bow tuned. Whatever you need, Kyle and the guys up here in the pro shop are are really good at what they do. Yeah. And they then they have stuff, a for sure. wild game processor as well, which puts thousands of animals through it every year. Yeah. They have a really cool operation. Only do wild game processing. I got a deer in here right now. The deer that I'm going to talk about in this podcast, actually. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then they also have their event center where they do all sorts of cool team building events for uh, companies and and corporate stuff <laughs> and, corporate uh, stuff and things yeah and <laughs> archery lessons a kids league they got a bunch of cool stuff up here yeah. so definitely c- check them out guys yeah. cinnamon creek ranch um they're on our social media we tag them in a lot of our content and they have their own facebook and instagram obviously so go give them a follow if you're in the north texas area come check them out yeah tell them that fall obsession sent you well sam you have drawn blood some white-tailed deer blood this season I, I have and hopefully at the time that this podcast is coming out like i said we're recording in advance yep but hopefully it won't be the only deer that i kill this year i hope not yeah but hopefully um, we both get some get one it is, or some yeah exactly you got a big deer on camera too that you yeah. still need to kill yeah i know just gotta wait on you're stubborn out there hopefully hopefully uh episode 40 something is <laughs> your story of that uh, yeah. big buck i hope so, so yeah but anyway, this is a rather unique story, and and I will also say this before I get into it, guys. I am a meat hunter. Yes. I hunt to fill the freezer, and if what I hunt has a big old set of antlers on top, then all the more better, way yeah. more better. But I I am not afraid to shoot a doe, and I will shoot a doe in a heartbeat. I don't care. Yeah, that's a, a strong... Uh push for why we even do what we do is because we want to fill the freezers and feed our families yeah i have nothing against guys that uh that go out there with their buck tags and they just want to shoot bucks if that's what you want to do then that's what you want to do yep. but then even more better that means there's more does for me to kill <laughs> that's so, right that's um, love killing does man yeah i i go on the doe patrol hard oh, every yeah. year i actually i i've mentioned this in a previous podcast but i haven't killed a whitetail buck in like seven years it's been a while for me too. So that if that tells you how hardcore of a doe hunter I am, then <laughs> then there you go right there. But anyway, all as to say, this story that I'm about to tell you guys is a doe hunt. I kill a doe in this story. 
and the spoiler alert, you know, yeah. but, um, if you guys have a problem with that, then go find another podcast, man. Yeah. But we are everyday hunters. If we, as we've said so many episodes, but, uh, I shoot does and I like it. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you don't like the that, it's just as good. Meat tastes just the same. So if you don't, <laughs> if you don't like, uh, me shooting does, then go back an episode or go forward an episode at this point, you know? So, um, you might not like my story, man. Every, I feel like every hunting story is unique no matter what you're shooting at. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a good story. I've heard a little bit of it, but I'm excited to get into a little bit more detail. Yeah. Uh, so I'd like to start with your, your opportunities that you have this year, like your places that you're hunting, uh, how you came up, how you came upon them, uh, and what, what kind of happened there? So I'll, you guys are about to learn a lot about me. <laughs> so I am a, I am a hardcore deer hunter without a deer lease. And a struggle. I, I, I'm almost like embarrassed to tell people like that because I'm so involved in fall obsession and I'm, I'm so passionate about fall obsession and producing content and getting quality stuff on our pages, building better hunters, um, and feeding other folks obsessions about deer hunting that, yeah. that it's almost embarrassing to be like, well, I, I don't have a lease right now. You know, I mean, it's just how it is. Yeah. It's, it's like, well, I, I do all this stuff for other hunters, but I don't even get to hunt myself. You know, it's and almost what it feels like. But I feel like that's just kind of the area we live in. It's either you own land, you have like family that owns land mm-hmm. or you have a bunch of money and can pay for whatever land you want, you know? Exactly. And so if you don't have either of those and you're, it's tough. Leases in Texas hard. are very expensive. Yeah. It, it can be very hard if you, if you don't already have an in to get on a quality, a quality hunting lease that's affordable. If, right. if you are average guys who are not, not extremely wealthy <laughs> like us. Yes. So, um, <laughs> that being said, I, I I won't go into that, but over the years, I've been without a lease for a, a few seasons now. Mm-hmm. But I've there's been other opportunities to scratch the itch, with the exception of this year. And if you guys have listened to the podcast for a while, you know the story. But I've gone to Montana the past couple of years on a pronghorn antelope hunt, which has been absolutely awesome. It's definitely helped scratch the itch for hunting. And then last year, we had our staff hunt. Really cool story. And I know we haven't mentioned it in a while, but episode two of our podcast, you and I sat down and talked about that. Yeah. So that's a really cool story to listen to. We we had 10 guys in camp. We killed 31 deer yeah. in three days. It was awesome. So go listen to that one, episode two, guys, if you haven't already. But that opportunity also put some meat in the freezer and allowed me to scratch that itch. Mm-hmm. So that being said, there's been opportunities that have come along for me to hunt and not feel like I'm, you know, missing the boat type right. deal. So. All I have to say, this year, um, my father-in-law graciously offered, he he has just a very small piece that backs up to a lot of unhunted, untouched land, private land. Okay. Um, so he's got that going for him. He offered to let me put a setup on the backside of his property, kind of toward that, that private land over there. Mm-hmm. And then I also have a good buddy of mine that offered to let me put a couple setups on his property close to where I live. Um, so that's been super convenient. However, there has not been a whole lot of deer. Actually, last week, I actually got my first trail cam picture <laughs> of a deer on that place. Yeah. So I, Is that I the have, one you sent me? 
Maybe. I told you it was a monster deer, and it was like a six-point, yeah. you know? Yeah. Okay. So, and there's my it's humor. It's something, though. Yeah. <laughs> there's my it, it, it's, uh, it's encouraging. <laughs> so, and there's a lot of food in the woods out there for them. I really think that that property is going to be better for late season when the, that first freeze comes in and the food in the woods starts going away. Yep. I really think that that property at that point will, uh, and the food sources that we've put up on there will, will start seeing a lot more activity. So that might be a late season spot, which is good because as I'm finding my father-in-law's place is probably better for early season. There you go. So anyway, those are the two places that I have my, the setup on my father-in-law's place. That's where this story takes place, um, on this little small tract. I'm a bow hunter, um, if, in case you hadn't picked up on that. So right. I, I'm not blasting a rifle on this small little piece of property. But so the setup that I had in, in Texas baiting is legal. So I had a feeder up. I know that that rubs some people wrong. Um, some people don't don't really like baiting and stuff in yeah. Texas. That's just that's how we hunt. That's what it comes down to. And again, yeah. if, if, if you don't like it, then I'm sorry, but that's how we do stuff. I... I have hunted. I have hunted without food sources, and I have been successful doing so. I do have that experience, and I do like it. <laughs> I am not somebody who just automatically defaults to hunting under over a feeder. Yeah, that's not how. That's not how I roll exclusively. But in certain situations, I'm not scared to do it. Right. So, yeah. Um, for sure. So this was a feeder setup that I put up, and a um, tree stand that I put in a in a big old tree that he's got out back there. Um, Put it up and then left it untouched really for se- uh, several weeks before I went back out there to check the camera and, and hunt in the same day. And they, they can see a part of of that area from their house actually. So they okay. they kept, you know, would be texting me and, and be like, yeah, there, you know, we saw this many deer come through, you know, this morning or, awesome. or whatever. So I knew that there were deer coming in. Um, and I'll give a shout out too to our partners at Vapple Products because I ran some Vapple corn additive this year oh, yeah. and saw some impressive results in the number of animals I had coming in. So That's awesome. Vapple works, guys. Go check them out. So anyway, I, I I knew there were deer, so I went down there. I checked the camera. No bucks the first time that I checked this camera, but does out the wazoo coming in all the time. And there was this one really old doe in particular that I was like, she was always by herself or when there was a group of, group of them there, she was off by herself still kind of in the background. Yeah. You could tell that she was past her prime and just kind of excluded. So I was like, perfect, perfect t- candidate for some, some oh, freezer yeah. queen so doe, doe patrol. That's what so, doe patrol is all about. That, yep. That's it right there. So anyway, that's how the opportunity kind of came about. Um, that's how everything kind of started and, and I checked that camera and I was like, all right, this is this is the deer that I want to shoot tonight. Yeah, so. that's your target. Yeah. So that's what's up. Cause I remember before you even went on this hunt, uh-huh. we uh were recording a podcast right before that. Like right before. Literally. I think you were about to walk to your stand. I think I mentioned in that podcast. You did. Because you were recording. Yep. I was on the phone with you and pro staffer Andy Meeks. Yep. We were talking about his Montana pronghorn hunt that he had this year. That is episode 35 mm-hmm. of our podcast. You guys can go back and listen to that. It is a very good episode. But you can hear my... Anxiousness. My anxiousness, <laughs> if that's even a word. Oh, it is. I don't know words. Maybe. So I can't read. But <laughs> We're, We made it one today if it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you can hear my excitement in my voice. Yeah. For, like, I am... 
I think I said in the podcast, I am standing here at the fence looking at my tree stand down the hill. <laughs> yeah. Like, as soon as I hang up this phone, I'm walking down there and getting in it. You yeah. Know? I, I was ready to go. So, and and this is just so funny. There, there's a reason this episode is called Backyard Bow Hunting because this is backyard bow hunting is what this <laughs> is. I can see the house. And, I mean, I got kind of a perspective for these guys that, you know, like this, uh, I'll give them a plug, the Seek One guys Mm -hmm. you know i'm Mm -hmm. sure if if you've been watching hunting videos and stuff on youtube you no doubt have stumbled across them or or know about them somehow these guys hunt in like i think it's the suburbs of atlanta i want to say you're right but they kill monster deer literally in these people's backyards and granted i don't have monster deer out there but i got i kind of got a feel and understanding for what it's like like you're sitting in this tree stand there's road noise from the road that's, you know, a half mile away. There's, you know, the neighbor comes out in their back porch to barbecue that night, and they're playing music and stuff, and the deer are just wandering around. Yeah, you know, they, they it's could, crazy. They could care less. They're they're used to it. They're used to being up close to that level of activity. Look out at the neighbor's house, and, like, literally 20 feet off their back porch, there's a doe standing there. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the kind of place this is at. Gotcha. So I went down there. I t- took the family with me, so my wife and my two kids, and we're we're all at the in-laws' place. Mm-hmm. And literally, I get I record that podcast, and then I go get in my tree stand. I think my father-in-law was working. My wife and my mother-in-law, who's a photographer, they went to go take pictures of the kids. You know, I, I don't know. My, my daughter is not one yet, so like ten month or nine month <laughs> or eleven month picture, something like that. You know how. You know how women are. Yep. yep. Taking all the monthly photos. Oh, yeah, every month. So it was time for the monthly photos, so they went to the neighbor's <laughs> house because they have some really cool shrubbery or whatever <laughs> over there. They went to the neighbor's house to take pictures. So I'm literally sitting in my tree stand. I can hear my kids crying and throwing fits and doing all this stuff with, <laughs> That's awesome. with the stuff and my wife and my mother-in-law yelling at them and whatnot. <laughs> I can hear that from my tree stand. It's crazy, And man. then I get a text from my wife saying... The deer are over here. They're coming your way. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I'll grab my bow. Yeah. So I reach over and I pick up my bow. And I don't know. I, I, it wasn't long after that. I look over and I can I can see the back of the neighbor's property, which is also wooded. And I can see him coming up toward the fence line. The fence line is probably 70 yards away. Gotcha. For, for that neighbor. So a doe and a fawn, or let's say a fawn is a yearling. They come over, they hop over the fence, and they just start wandering around. And, and this is like at 4.30, 4.45. And at daylight savings time hadn't kicked in, so it gets, right. you know, shooting lights at 7 at this point. So they're wandering around, and I'm thinking, I don't need to be in any hurry. Like, I know from the trail cam photos that these deer come to this area, and they kind of hang out. Like, yeah. they're not just there and gone. So I know I have time. And I looked at this doe. She's a mature doe. She's definitely a shooter, like going to shoot her in a heartbeat. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm like, she's not the really old one, so I'll hold out a little bit. I'll be greedy. I'll hold out and see yeah. if that older one wanders through here because I know I have time. So I'm sitting there. They come out, and they're wandering around. It was so difficult, man. The, the, I mean, they're 20 yards away. Yeah. And I, first off, I thought they were going to see me. I'm like, I'm going to be so exposed because I can't get super high in this tree, so I'm only like – you know, 16, 17 feet up. Gotcha. And, you know, I mean, the tr- the canopy from the leaves is kind of helping me a little bit, but I'm the sun is also right in my face. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm freaking lit we'll up like a Christmas tree, yeah. man. I, they're going to see me. This is my first time sitting in there with, with deer there, you know. So anyway, I mean, they look right at me, and they just 
kept wandering around either. <laughs> I was that good at my camo. I like to think <laughs> that I was because I, yeah. I like I took it all seriously. I put gloves on. I put a you know face mask on everything to try and limit how much white you know from my hands and my face that they would see yeah i took it seriously so i like to think that that's why and it wasn't just the fact they don't care but i mean who knows (laughs) that's what we'll go with yeah we'll go with that (laughs) so these deer are wandering around and eventually a couple more come out and i'm still waiting on this old doe and the mature doe that came out first man she's doing laps like, she's doing this lap around the feeder in the area, and when she comes closest to me, I ranged her one time. It's like 16 yards, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got to shoot this freaking thing. I'm like, it's killing me, yeah. and I'm waiting. I'm like, this old girl needs to come out right now because I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. This doe keeps doing laps. She keeps doing laps, and finally I'm like, the next time she does it, I, I'm going to shoot her. I, I'm not <laughs> waiting any longer. Yeah. I am going to shoot her. Well, sure enough, she does another lap. And I draw back, and I let that slick trick fly and freaking smoked her with a heart shot at 16 yards. Nice. It, and, like, I was I was excited, you know. I mean, it was my yeah, first deer of the year. Sure. I watched her run behind me and fall over. She she didn't go 60. <laughs> I was, was going to say, say, what's he going to say? Yeah, I was going to say she didn't go 20, but. You know, I I can't I can't say that because she didn't she went sixty yeah. so she didn't go sixty, <laughs> but uh, watched her fall over. I was super excited, and I get out of my stand. I look at up walk kind of start walking back in the house, and I look up, and my my wife and my kids are standing there on the back porch, and they're like pointing at the neighbors like there's a deer over there, there's a deer over there. I'm like there's a deer laying dead over there. <laughs> I just shot one. <laughs> And my That's wife, awesome. my wife posted, it was kind of funny, a little sidetrack, but my wife posted to Instagram, she like came down and she took a picture of like the tree stand, like the lap before I, sh- the one where I shot the doe and she posted it on her Instagram and drew arrows on, it's like an arrow pointing up at the tree, Sam here, and then an arrow pointing at the deer, deer here, you know, <laughs> and then an arrow pointing at the smoker on the back porch, smoker here, you know, <laughs> I mean, it was like, you know, there's a circle right there. That's crazy. But so, I mean, it's, it's just, it was, it was something you don't doesn't happen every day, man. You don't yeah, freaking right. get to kill a deer in the backyard every day. And, you know, say what you want about me, you know, that, oh, that, that's not fair chaser or whatever. Man, that's what these deer are here for. Yeah. They're here to feed us, man. It's not high fence. And it's not high fence. They're low fence, free-range deer. They yeah. can go anywhere in the world that they want. Yep. And they walk 16 yards from my tree stand <laughs> four times in a period of 40 minutes. So I'm, I'm going to whack the one. Same thing. You know, I'm going to shoot one. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how it all went down. I was super pumped. I had my first deer of the year on the ground. My first kill with the cure from Elite. That was pretty yeah. cool. And uh, that old slick trick put a, that raptor trick put a hole through oh, yeah. her, man. I bet. It was freaking like somebody was dumping a milk jug outside that deer. It yeah. Was, it was, she was bleeding out. So, I was, I was pretty excited. That's cool. I would expect no less. I get excited about does, man. I, I like I do shooting too. does. I'm right there with you. I like shooting does. I'd be freaking pumped. And then you, did you do the uh, processing yourself? So no. So we went and got this deer. Yeah. Drug it back up to where I was going to field dress them at, which, you know, was we were limited. And I forgot my little hangy thingy, my little triangle. To <laughs> yeah, I think it's gamble. I don't do technical terms. Stand by. We have established this on this podcast by now. I do not do technical terms okay. very well. Pause. So. Gambrel. 
Gambrel. Okay. Gambrel. Our boys up north are like, how do you guys not freaking know this? You guys are stupid. <laughs> freaking Texas boys. Yeah. Anyway, so I did not have one of those things. Okay. So, so you I, didn't have a gambrel with you. So I had to take a ratchet strap and a stick <laughs> and string that deer up in the tree. <laughs> so it was freaking. Did you get a picture of this at all? My wife has one. Okay, good. My wife got a picture. I mean, it's not as entertaining as you'd think, but oh. it, it's a ratchet strap with a stick. <laughs> so um, With a what? With a stick. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get some humor in here somehow i like man. it so, i like it anyway i strung this thing up with my ratchet strap my stick <laughs> field dressed it. Say it the same way every time <laughs> the stick <laughs> i can't all right how do i spell that uh, like i'm trying to figure it out now anyway rabbit trail sorry we'll, we'll, we'll figure, figure it out, out later <laughs> so this thing strung up we know how with my ratchet, <laughs> can't even say it anymore. All right, I gotta move on. Struggle um, <laughs> hanging in the tree. Yeah, with my ratchet strap, my stick. So <laughs> I strung this thing up. I field dressed it, and this is like October thirtieth is when is the day that this hunt took place. Gotcha. So again, our friends here at Cinnamon Creek, they have a wild game processor. Yep. So I was. That's where I'm going to take this deer. I I have done self processing before, but when it's warm like this, and when we're this close. I take it to Simmon Creek and, you know, they take good care of good care of us and I'm good friends with the folks up here that I know they do good work. I trust them, so yeah. I'm going to I'm going to do it. So I text one of the folks up here at the game processor and just to like, "Hey, got a deer, going to bring it in. How late are y'all open?" And she texts back, she says, "6." And I look at my watch, it's like 5:55. <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" Uh-oh. You know, I think I told her, I was like, you know it's hunting season, right? She goes, it's bow season. And I said, I think, I, I would think of all people, y'all would understand that right. it's bow season. <laughs> people shoot deer in bow season. Yeah, yeah. And. That's what it's for, we got a good season. I mean, we got a good laugh out of it. Long story short, shout out to Cinnamon Creek. They uh, they hooked me up, and uh, one of the, the high school kids that works up here, he was uh, able to come up and help me out and drop my deer off late awesome. late that night because I I had an hour drive to get there, and uh, and yeah it it was it was pretty awesome that they were able to, to hook yeah, me up and sure. help me out with that customer so, service. Um, I I can't make that guarantee for for everybody that they would do that, but I was very grateful they did it for me that day. Yeah. So anyway, I took my deer to Cinnamon Creek. That's cool. So, That's real real cool of them to do that. And I'm getting me lots of jalapeno cheese sausage oh, yeah. out of it it's gonna be so good gonna be good so some of that uh what was a really good one you told me about the uh the chipotle 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 cheese i got some of that um yeah. the the jalapeno cheese the chipotle cheese are really good i'm trying the three cheese this time yeah i, I like cheese so <laughs> i'm trying to trying to get the three cheese going and then uh what, what else oh with the green hatch chili yes we got some of that too That's really good too. that that stuff is Ooh, I love that. If if you guys, so some guys bring it up here and they like, I want all summer sausage or I want steaks. You know, I mean, everybody has what they like. Yep. You know, if whether you guys have used Cinnamon Creek before or whether you're going to after you know you hear us talk about them and how awesome they are and that you totally should do it, um, <laughs> whether you have or have not, if you come up here and you haven't tried that Green Hatch chili, just get one pack. I mean, it, it it is probably the most expensive sausage product that they have, which is unfortunate, but it's worth it. Yeah, it so is. So if if you guys haven't 
tried it, just get one pack. Just try it. And I guarantee you, you'll be buying more of it. Yeah, in, you will in not the future. be disappointed. Yes, it's Same, very good. Last year when we went on our on our uh, staff hunt, yeah, you talked me into getting some. Yeah, and we had we had it at the WMA hunt this year. Remember? That's right, we did, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, you cooked it up for us, <laughs> man. <laughs> that was so, uh, and we it was, was really good. It, it was still. good. I'm laughing at the grill, man. <laughs> I'm laughing at the grill. <laughs> that grill was. It, it worked out. This is a side note. I know we've already talked about this. We actually podcasted from camp that day, yeah. which was really cool. But uh, I don't think we talked about the grill. So I had no. a little propane, portable, infrared, whatever you call it, grill that a buddy had given me years ago, actually. I never used it. I was like, oh, this would be perfect trip to take that on. So yeah, because this hunt was primitive. Yeah. Like we were tent camping. Do it yourself. Yeah. yeah. So we brought we brought out there in the first the first night. We cooked that venison sausage on it. Yep. Worked really good. Worked like a champ. Yep. So the second night, we had hot dogs yep. that we were going to cook when Dylan was with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we cooked, <laughs> cooked those hot dogs, and I had just pulled the last one off that freaking grill. And my grill, I had, it's it's small. I had set up on the wheel well of the trailer. Yep. I had it sitting on there, and I don't know what I did. But I pulled that hot dog off, and my grill went, wha-bam! <laughs> it just it flipped over, fell into the trailer, and fell on the lid. And I'm like, well, crap. <laughs> and I, did, I mean, I didn't know what to freaking it's do, probably man. hot. Yeah, it was freaking hot. Yeah. So, And then when it was upside down, I was like, well, I just ruined my, my propane grill, my hand-me-down. <laughs> Have you tried to fire it back up? Oh, it works perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it works perfect. That, that was awesome. That was a rabbit trail, but it works perfect. Awesome. So, That's cool. But, well, yeah, that uh, that uh, green hatch chili yes. sausage. Yeah, order get, some. Got to get you some of that if you're looking for creative stuff to do with your backstrap and you don't want to mess around with it. You can get the bacon wrap fillets. Yeah, those are good. I always get my backstraps whole because I do my own stuff with those. And another thing, guys, they don't short you on your backstrap. Like I, that's probably the biggest complaint from processors across the board is, well, my backstraps were, you know long and i got them back in there these tiny little things and the processor says well we got to trim the silver off silver is not that much guys and the guys here at cinnamon creek know that so your back straps they're they, they're like wound in a half moon shape when they're packaged or something like in a half circle but they're it's all there all yeah. the meat's there so that's really cool now don't be that guy that comes in and is like, yo, my, my back straps off my 80 pound dough were freaking six feet long. You know I mean? Don't, don't be that freaking guy. <laughs> right. But we all know you get, that you get back it. what you bring in that, that is an honest yes. statement in my opinion. So yeah. Yeah. Thanks to cinnamon Creek for, for hooking me up after that. Hunt. Yeah. So that's cool, man. Well, that's, that's a freaking cool story. I don't care. If it's it a was, hunt, man. I don't care if it was dough or, or the biggest deer you've ever killed. Yeah, it's a cool story. So, so a little and bit. I tell you one thing: not everybody has done that. Yeah, has hunted in the backyard. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's different. <laughs> you hear a lot of stuff. It's quiet out there. Yeah. You hear a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, a uh, little bit of follow up after that hunt because actually just a couple days ago, at the time of recording, a couple days ago, my wife and I went out there for our second hunt of the year. I, I'm trying to get her her first deer. She she's a bow hunter too. She's a good shot. She's she's ready to kill a deer with her bow, mm-hmm. um, but she hadn't yet. So we were trying to get her first, and we had high hopes because we're like these deer come in all the time at this place. 
we saw some deer they were out of her bow range so we didn't get a shot but when i checked the camera that afternoon we have a nice eight point buck coming in now yeah. now that it's getting a little later in the year so she's, she's never killed a deer right nope that'd be a really good uh first deer yeah she reminds me of that every day she's like you shot a doe i'm gonna shoot that buck i'm like well if a doe comes out you're gonna shoot the doe and then i'm up it'll be my turn to shoot the buck so <laughs> but we'll see who gets it i'll be happy for if she does get yeah. it um he's he's pretty sporadic and like the daylight photos we have her in the morning which most of the time we hunt evenings out there but mm-hmm. um he is out there so we'll see we'll see if we get a crack at him this yeah, year hopefully you can get him coming in yeah speaking of bucks man we haven't talked about it on the podcast for a while. I know we mentioned a few episodes ago your big buck. We've talked about it before. Yeah. Give, I mean, perfect time. Let's give folks an update. Yeah, so uh, we have cameras up all over the place on our place, and uh, the last picture we had gotten of him was October 19th, I believe, and we didn't see anything of him at all. We didn't get any pictures of him, not even at night. And up till then, we've only we'd only gotten a couple of pictures of him during the day. Um, but here recently, today is we are recording this podcast. It is eleven eighteen, so November eighteenth. The last picture we got of him was on November fourteenth, and so he is back. He's still out there. hadn't been shot yet. So nice. Just waiting to waiting for him to walk under my tree stand. Heck yeah. <laughs> you also got some pictures you sent me of some other cool-looking deer. Yeah, there's some funky-looking ones, man. I don't know what it is, if it's just the uh, if it's just the DNA out there or yeah. what, the genetics out there, but there's a really good, uh, I guess he's a typical 10, but so the rules and regs in Texas are they have to be at least 13 inches wide to be legal. In that county, at least. Yes, and uh, this deer is not even outside of his ears but he's oh, a man. really solid 10 point he looks young like he he looks like he might be a three and a half year old so yeah. you might have i mean i give think him another year or two i really and, think he's gonna be a stud next year yeah i think you'll have a decent deer on your hands right there and then we have we also have a picture of a really funky looking deer who i don't even know how to describe his antlers well how the, how would you describe that well not only that but that he's like the picture i'm surprised you got a picture of him because he's so far yeah he looks so far in the distance from the trail cam so it's hard to tell and he's angling away but yeah it's just like there's no pattern to right. his antlers it's like, just you can't really stuff tell going everywhere. what a main beam is and he's got like maybe a double main beam on the left side and we, the, the right side just kind of goes straight up and angles we will forward. <laughs> post a picture of this deer with this episode we'll, we'll call him the crazy horn buck yeah that way you guys know what deer we're talking about but after this episode's released we will post the picture of this deer you can see what we're talking about and message us on instagram and tell us what you think he is yeah old crazy horn but he looks young too so i don't know if it was just something that happened to him in velvet or maybe next year he'll uh Maybe next year I'll straighten out. Man, I mean, it could be. It, like I said, it's not the best picture, but yeah, he, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. I, I, my guess right now, my gut is telling me it's genetic and that yeah, he needs to might go. Because so. we've had plenty of funky looking deer in the past too. Yeah. So, so who knows? Well, I, again, we're recording this episode mid-November, and this episode is going to come out sometime in December. Is when y'all are going to be hearing this. Yeah. So, with that being said, hopefully by the time this episode comes out. One, you got a better picture of that deer, and maybe we have a better idea what's going on. And yeah. two, your big 150-inch stud is on the ground. Yeah. So 
I hope both of those things come true that, within, in the next. That would be awesome. Two, Maybe episode weeks. forty-one can be uh, can be your story. Maybe so. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I did, no, no uh, promises. I'm not giving you guys a hint to next week's episode. At the time of recording, I have no idea <laughs> what right. next week's episode is going to be. really have no clue. There is no deer on the ground right now, I promise, because if there was, I'd be telling you about it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. I did put some – I just went out like three days ago, and I put some Vapple out. Nice. So hopefully that'll that'll – Come, make them come in man i i'll say this i know i said that i put the corn additive you know in in for that doe hunt i also poured a line of their attractant yeah. out there per the directions on the packaging as <laughs> advertised i poured a line and those deer were out there for 40 minutes before i shot that doe i had never put a line of apple out there before i poured a line and by the time i shot that doe there was no more of apple on the ground they ate they that. They love that they stuff, They ate man. that whole thing. Even at our staff hunt last year, those does came straight to it. They tore it up. Yeah. Tore it up. It was crazy. So, but anyways. Plug for Vapple products. Yeah. Go try them out. Effective attractant and affordable for the everyday hunter. Very competitive yeah, prices. Yeah, absolutely. Very competitive prices. I I continue, every time I get on their website and I look at look at their prices, I'm like, holy crap, this stuff's affordable. Yeah. So, I mean, I, they have a I'm package cheap. of everything you need. They have a, corn, a package with corn additive. Uh, scent control, and then uh, like a detergent or something like that. I have to look it up to get exactly what I, I'm looking it up right now. I got my computer in front of me for this podcast because I looked at them not too long ago. Yeah, I'm going to tell you guys these prices. That way, you know exactly what we're talking about. Um, and and not only that, but they also have like laundry detergent and scent control stuff. Yeah, and and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, their 20 pound bag of attractant is 12.95. $13 for a 20-pound bag. And the instructions say to pour like a 3-inch line, a 4-foot. Yeah, four 3 to 4 feet, 3 inches deep. Yeah. Their 5-pound attractant is what we have the most of probably, what we frequently get because it's just so easy to carry out there in the field with you. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, you can even throw it in your pack if you wanted That's to. That's exactly what I do. But, <laughs> um, yeah, that stuff is like, it, it's like 10 bucks. Yeah. I mean, it, it's cheap. It's cheap. Guys. Their, and it their works. scent controls eleven dollars for a twenty-four ounce bottle. You know, I mean, and I'm, again, I'm reading the prices off the website because that's what <laughs> I do. But here, here, this is what we were looking at: the Vapple package. Yes, thirty-four dollars. You get the corn additive powder, you get the scent cover spray, and you get a wind checker. There you go. Their protein block, their block, which is a full-size block, is fifteen bucks. So, guys, Vapple products, you gotta yeah. go check them out. Go check them out, guys. It will change your world. It will. It literally You'll will. be impressed. I promise. Well, Sam, if you uh, don't have anything else, we'll, we'll go ahead and close it out. Man, that's my story. That's where I'm at this season. That's I, awesome. Uh, I got, as you all know, I got shorted on my Montana trip, so that's not happening. I don't yeah. have a cool Montana story to tell this year, so I'm hunting in the backyard <laughs> instead. <laughs> hey, but it's still cool. Hanging it's up still here cool. with I don't my sticks. Yeah, with sticks. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Sticks. 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 <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Sam, thanks again for for sharing your story with us. Man, uh, anytime. It was a pleasure to come back on the podcast <laughs> as a guest. Yeah, we love having you here here at Fall Obsession. <laughs> I know it's always a good time when I get to when I get to record with you guys. Yeah, you know. So, well, we love having you for sure. We'll, we'll we look forward to next time when you'll be on the podcast. Yeah, I can't again. wait for you guys to invite me back. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, you you hear it every time every podcast. Uh, go check out fallobsession.com. That's the hub. 
Uh, you can find all kinds of stuff on there. You can find our podcasts on there. You can find um, photos, videos, our store, uh, our hunting show, our flagship hunting show, Fall Obsessed Outdoors, articles, reviews, recipes, all kinds of stuff, guys. Uh, so go there. Check it out. Um, go check out our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube. Yes. Uh, you can listen to our podcast and subscribe to our podcast on all major uh avenues yeah uh including stitcher apple podcast spotify and i think iHeartRadio now right sam we've had iHeartRadio. yeah okay we're, perfect we're trying to get pandora maybe by this episode we've got them but they're being so difficult yeah. so i mean I say maybe they'll that. start cooperating i say that with sarcasm i I don't really know like what goes into I, like i've done my part i don't know how long it's supposed to take them so gotcha. it just okay. seems like it's taken way so pandora's coming to them Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Anyways. They send me newsletters. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, guys, go check those out. Uh, subscribe. And uh, you can, there's actually a, a place on our website, fallobsession.com slash podcast. You can go to the bottom if there's something you want us to talk about. Uh, if you want to give us some feedback, positive, we'll take constructive criticism as well. Um, Rip you, us a new one. There's a, there's a place you can do that at the bottom there. So uh, go fill that out and let us know. Guys, um, I'll say too about our website. We built this site over two years ago at this point is when we launched this new website. Uh, new at the time. It's two years old, obviously, now. But when we launched our website, and the goal was to, we custom built it as with the mindset that we're going to use this to share all 100% original content from Fall Obsession. And that is exactly what we have been doing yep. for, for two years. And the guy that helped me build the website this was a little while ago, but he got on there one time to help me with something like changing something around on there. And he was like, Holy crap, you guys have put up so much content since I built <laughs> this thing. I'm like, yeah, I mean, literally every, every week our website is changing and updating to reflect the content that we post on our pages. Yeah. So everything is on there. Everything we have to offer, at least the highlighted photos and stuff from our, from our social media are in our galleries. Our videos are on our video pages. You know, yep. all of our stuff is on that website. You guys can go there and see everything that we have ever done. Yeah. And I really encourage you to do so because our goal is to provide the everyday hunter with all the resources that he needs <laughs> yeah. to be a better hunter, in our opinion, to put quality equipment in his hands. That's our goal. We mm -hmm. don't use anything we don't believe in. We don't endorse anything that we don't believe in. We right. don't do product reviews positive product reviews on anything that we don't believe in yeah if we use it it's because it works it's because we spent money on it to take it out in the field and it worked and I'll, I'll point out that a lot of the reviews that are on our website are not sponsorships these are things mm -hmm. that guys have spent their own money on and have gone and, and field tested them themselves so now we do re review the products we're absolutely. sponsored by we've yeah. reviewed Vapol and elite and cbe and all that stuff but yeah there are ninety percent of our reviews are stuff that our guys spent their own money on that we have no affiliation with. Yeah. So a shout out to our staffers as well because yes. we wouldn't have the content to post without them. So yes, good job to you to you guys. Absolutely. And, and since we're talking about reviews during this hunt, I self filmed it. At the time, this podcast is probably is coming out. The video is probably out at this point. I, I meant to ask you about that earlier. Yeah, I, I need so. to give you all the footage so you can edit it. But anyway, the. Uh, I bought a Realtree Easy Hanger camera mount. It's basically an Easy Hanger with a camera mount on the end instead of a hook. Yeah. 
and it is awesome. <laughs> it works so good for self-filming, and it's like 15 bucks. Yeah. So if you guys are looking for a, just a basic, inexpensive camera arm to self-film your hunts, Realtree has an easy hanger with a camera mount on it. Like, it's a thing. Yeah, go, I'm going to have to get me one. Yeah, go buy one. And hopefully, by the time this episode comes out, we're not sponsored by a company that's conflicting <laughs> with Realtree. But, I mean, it works. Go get one. Yeah. So, anyway, that that's my product review for, yeah. for this awesome. podcast we'll take episode. It. You'll have to write it out so we can then put it yeah, in. Yeah, I, the... I, in all seriousness, I plan on doing a, a video cool. on it. So, we'll, we'll make that happen. Sounds good. And uh, one more thing I want to shout out. Uh, go check out our store, our apparel. Yes. Uh, I've said it before. I said it last week. Probably said it the week before that. Probably say it next week. I'll probably say it next week. These, our apparel is, I know we joke around and say top-notch a lot, but it is top-notch. Top-notch. These shirts are some of the most comfortable shirts I've ever worn, and I wear them all the time just because of that reason. Also, not just because. I I love Fall Obsession. I like supporting it, but they're super comfortable. It'll stick with you. And they're top-notch. Top-notch. <laughs> yeah, but really, guys, we do have a lot of different hat designs. Uh, I know we've had a lot of requests come through for a camouflage hat design, and we have one coming to you. Hopefully, by the time this is out, it should be... If it's not, then here's your heads up. It's coming. It's coming. That's right. And it may already be there. If it is, go buy <laughs> Go buy one. If it's not, get ready. <laughs> Podcast timing. <laughs> I, I know. We're recording these so far in advance, we can't even, we can't even tell people what products we have I know. online. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a struggle. Um, but anyways, guys, go check us out. Look up. Just Google Fall Obsession. <laughs> You'll find everything. First thing that pops up. Yeah. Um, but guys, thanks for listening to another Fall Obsession podcast. We'll, we will see you next week. I don't know why you guys keep listening to us. We <laughs> we, we are so bad at this. <laughs> but thank you anyway. We appreciate thank it. Thank you anyway. All right, guys. We'll catch you later. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.